This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. My art show on Joy 94.9. The time is one minute past the hour of nine. I hope you're having a fantastic evening, kicking back, relaxing and enjoying the wonderful radio we have tonight. Thanks so much to the team at the World Wide Wave for another fantastic show. We have a massive show tonight. We are lucky to have possibly one of Melbourne's biggest bands joining us live on Kiss My Arts tonight. Bursting onto Melbourne's independent scene in 2006, these four school friends quickly created a buzz for performing explosive live shows. Their debut album, Guillotine, released in 2007, gave us much-loved hits like Black and White Radio, Tie Up My Hands and Run the Red Light. The album won the band an independent Australian Independent Record Award for Best New Independent Artist. The band's subsequent albums have enjoyed even greater success. I Said I'm Sorry heralded the arrival of their album Thieves in 2008, which claimed the number five spot on the ARIA album chart and secured them an ARIA nomination for Best Independent Release. 2010 saw the release of Avalanche, another top 10 aria debut. The Age praised the release, stating that the album affirmed their position as one of the most solid rock bands in the country. The band we're talking about tonight is British India, and they are here with us on Kiss My Arts to talk about their new music, their new album, and their upcoming tour. Tonight I'm also chatting with director Emma and producer Angela about their fabulous and interestingly titled new film, Fag Hag 2000. They join us later in the show to tell us all about that. But up first, we're going to check out British India. Here's a track from their last album. This one's called Avalanche. You're on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. Uh, that was British India with their fantastically catchy track, Avalanche. I'm sure you all remember that one from their last album. The time is six minutes past nine. You're on the Kiss My Art show with Amy on Joy 94.9. And I do have the absolute pleasure of having British India here live on Kiss My Arts with us tonight. And I have Will here on the microphone ready to talk to us about their... New single, their upcoming tour, and also uh, maybe a little sneak peek into their fourth studio album. Will, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So, you guys literally just started your tour a couple of days ago. Uh, Yep. We played up in Sydney and Newcastle. We Mm -hmm. played uh, Sydney, uh, what was it, Macquarie University for their Conception Day, which is a day where um, kids go and dance in the sun for until six o'clock and then go home or get carried home and then um (laughs) yeah that was we played that and with some uh van shee and ballpark music and a few other bands and then on so that kicked off the the start of the tour yeah that was a festival to to start for uh 
Macquarie University, and then we went up to Newcastle and played a show on Friday night in Newcastle. Whereabouts which, in Newcastle? Uh, the Cambridge Hotel. It's an yep. old standard yep. of um, Newcastle. And that was, the, that was, I guess, the very first show of the tour, even though we did play a show beforehand. Mm-hmm. That's the official yep. first date of the tour. So you're, you're hanging out in Melbourne for a few days, uh, which is great for us because we've snapped you up for a quick interview. Um, but then you're heading over to the West Coast uh, yep, for some more shows. Going to Kalgoorlie. Uh, we're playing another festival over there. We're going to Perth to, and playing two shows, a secret show, which I can actually say, obviously, because no one, <laughs> unless you're flying to Perth tomorrow. Um, at well, the, yeah, you yeah. never know. It's uh, we play Every time we play in Perth, we play a secret show on a Sunday, at, and so it's not so secret anymore. But it's at the Indian Ocean Hotel, and we play there every Sunday that we play over in Perth, so we'll play four or five days throughout the week but we always play this one show and it's about a room the size of this studio and um yeah it's just a really fun great way to end a week in perth yeah cool and you guys are heading back here uh, to melbourne for us melbourneites um i've got friday the 19th of october at the corner hotel in richmond and um if you live south of the city down near frankston way also at the pier hotel on the 20th saturday the 20th i believe um and after your trip up north you do head back to victoria for the Queenscliff Festival yeah. later on in the month. So um, that's it's, a bit um, different. Yeah, that's what we've done. When you were reading out uh, the introduction before, I'd forgotten about all the things that we've done. And, um, <laughs> it always sounds weird yeah. when someone else reads out your bio. And you kind of forget all the things that you've done because you're always stuck in what's happening next. Yeah. But um, just when you mentioned Queenscliff, it's just... We this year we did St Kilda Festival, which mm-hmm. was always when I was we first started playing music together as teenagers in high school. That was something that I always wanted to play, and we actually got to play it this year. And so, you know, playing the, it was something that another thing to tick off the list. And standing on stage was great. And Queenscliff Music Festival is another one of those things. And we have we've it's one one of the few festivals we haven't played in Melbourne. So it's. I'm really looking forward to that. So festival. slowly ticking off your yeah. list of things. Because you're pretty ambitious, I think, um, I you so. and <laughs> yeah. and the other members of the band. From what I've read, you've, you, know, you, you guys tour like maniacs, hundreds and hundreds of shows. Uh, you've yeah. released three albums in three years. Why the urgency? Um, well, a baker doesn't get up every morning and not bake bread it's like we wow that is get up every morning and (laughs) you know want to play music and it's what we do it's not i don't understand why a lot i can understand if there's no demand for the band then you can't tour but it seems as if we just we love playing uh we are lucky enough to have a an audience a, a fan base that wants to see us and we really enjoy writing music and at the moment we're still able to do it and as we were on a plane one day and the lead singer of Goanna they, um, was on the plane he sat down next to us he said oh guys I really like your stuff and I'll give you one pi-. he didn't actually say I'll give you one piece of advice but he did and he said make hay while the sun shines and um, yeah. it's always definitely something that stuck with us and and we, yeah we just enjoy doing it There's, that's that's it you know with yeah. th- four really good friends who like getting together every day and playing music so if you weren't playing music what do you think you might be doing um that's a very good question and something that terrifies me so yeah um, so I like try you not say strike whilst it. the iron <laughs> yeah. is hot yeah, and worry about it later because um you guys all met in high school and yep. um you've been playing music together now for a while yeah 
So how did it all initially come together? Did you always know that you, you would click and work? Uh, not at all. No? Um, we, we all knew each other um, from high school. We were all kind of friends or... Uh, obviously not as good as friends as we are now, but um, <laughs> we were all good friends and uh, we just started playing music together, not for any reason. We didn't have great aspirations. We were playing together for two years or something, or a year and a half before we had our first gig. It was just, from even from those early days, it was just about writing songs with each other. And so you about, always wrote original songs right from the start? Yeah, right from the start. Yeah. It was, that, we did jam through... Uh, other, songs that we loved you know old oasis songs and blur mm. songs and things like that that we were listening to at the time but for us and it always has been a thing where we really like writing and it's yeah whenever i pick up an acoustic guitar someone will say play a song and i'm like ah, i don't know many st- I, it's it's weird i just if i need to play someone else's song i always forget the chords and i always just i can't do it properly but it's i always like picking the guitar up and trying to figure out something new with it that's fantastic. You're on the Kiss My Art show on Joy and we're talking with Will from British India. We're just going to take a quick sponsorship break and we'll be right back to hear more. Hopefully get some sneaky insights into their next, their fourth studio album. You're on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. You're on the Kiss My Art show with Amy on Joy 94.9. The time is 13 minutes past the hour of nine. I hope you've filled up that glass, kicked back and are relaxing and enjoying your Monday night. I have the pleasure of having Will from British India joining us live in the studio to talk about their music, their upcoming tour and also their fourth studio album. Will, it's so great to have you here and to chat with you. We've just been talking about how Will and the other members of British India started initially how they all met and formed yep. their, <laughs> their band um so school friends from from way back where did the the name british india come from um there's a lot of different uh we have a lot of different stories about the way we came up with this name it's one of our uh, a great pastime of ours trying to think up new ways of <laughs> new silly <laughs> ways that we came up with it but it, the actual story is quite a boring one so that's why we always come up oh, with let's make up a good one well um, I did come up with that the other day because the first part of this story is actually true. My dad, as a younger man, when he was a kid, used to play the T-chess bass in a jazz band. And so I came up, uh, we came up with the story that the T-chess bass that he created on, which was made out of a T-chest, had the uh, East India Trading Company's name on it, which said British India. So that's where we got the name. But in fact, we just stole it from a clothing company. So, oh, damn. So, yeah. <laughs> but my Either dad way. did play the T-chess bass. That's a true part of the story. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, so do you come from a musical family then? Or? Um, not especially musical. Uh, my, there was music always in the house. Everyone mm-hmm. in my family loves listening to music. Uh, my dad did uh, sing and do things back in the 40s or 50s, wherever he's from. But it's, um, in some ways, very creative family. I've got a brother who's an architect and also mm. an um, artist. And my dad writes uh, historical biographies for kids. In, wow. Um, yeah, I've got a huge family and, um, yeah, it's... Lots of creativity. Yeah. So it's good having that because sometimes when I wasn't working and I was just milling around the house playing guitar as a 18-year-old, just fresh out of school, um, it was good having 
uh, that to fall back on because they wouldn't they weren't as stern as some parents would have been. <laughs> like I'd you say. have to go yeah. and be a doctor or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, uh, there was still a bit of um, yeah. Anxious. They were a bit anxious by the fact. I'm that sure was, they're very yeah. proud now. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while, but we got there. <laughs> so, um, so three studio albums in three years, and I believe that you've been in the studio writing material for a fourth, which yes. is yet to be released. But you have given us a little bit of a glimpse into the the fourth album with um, your latest single. Yep. Can you shed any light on what we can expect from the um, album? Yeah, it's this album has taken longer to write than the other ones, um, but we've had a lot more material than we've ever had, and it's definitely going to sound uh, different to the the other three albums. I think uh, there will be people who've listened to other British indie albums and expected a straight up guitar rock album for our next album, but it won't quite be like that. It's it will be in a similar vein to the single, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're still we're still having real, a lot of fun in the studio, trying new things. You know, we're um, just recently for every other band that we ever hear of has their own studio or their own recording equipment, so they can do all their demos. And we only got uh, our own studio and recording equipment last week or the week before. So before it was, <laughs> all right. yeah, we we'd always have to go into the studio and do ten songs and just jam them out and that'll be our demo session but now we can get together four or five songs write them and then record one in you know two or three days and just let things grow a little bit more organically, more organically yeah. yeah it's re- it's it's a really exciting time for us because we've never had that uh at our disposal and so that's obviously changed your songwriting process a little bit or i think it has well it's yeah it definitely has in the past we have only set this up in the past two weeks too and it's just We've become more productive all of a sudden. So we've, Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and we do have, we did have for the past two months a really bad work ethic because we were just, we just needed a spark and that was it, and we weren't able to hear things back the way we wanted to, and we realised that. And this is just amazing. We've already, yeah, working really hard, but we've the most of the albums already written. This mm-hmm. is just, we never stop writing, so it's just fun to. Yeah. So is there an official release date yet? Uh, There is no official release date yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm hesitant to to say a date because every time I say a date, it always ends up being a month later or something. But you have just released uh, an official video as well, a music video to accompany your single, which is rather bizarre. Um, yeah, it is <laughs> Tell us bizarre. a little bit about, well, for those of um, our listeners who haven't yet seen it, I think you can you can view it on YouTube. Yep, it's on YouTube. Um, so search British India and type in... I can in. make you love me. Yep. yep. Um, tell us a little bit about how the video came about and, uh, what, and what is involved with the video. We were approached by... This is a long time ago when we first recorded the song, which was at the start of the year. Um, by Darcy Prendergast, who's a director who did um, a Gautier mm. clip. Um, I forget the name of it now, but it rotates around. It's great animation. He's a he's a really good director, and he approached us about making a clip. We eventually got he eventually pitched us an idea of a minotaur uh, going to several bars, and um, then eventually finding his way home. And yeah, we just it's it sounded crazy and 
insane so we went with it and <laughs> we weren't there for the first day of shooting but we were there for the second day if there's a small little cameo of us um and he we got to meet the minotaur as dressed in his minotaur outfit and as soon as we saw him we thought this, this clip is going to be great and the the minotaur head was done by one of the guys who works on worked on the hobbit and lord of the rings so it's who worked for weta and he uh, had to put this minotaur mask on and it took six hours to put on so and it, he couldn't take it off so the next day he still had it on with little touch-ups but he had to go to sleep and he couldn't sleep mm-hmm. he woke up and it was constricting his neck so he woke up and he thought to himself oh i've got to calm down so he asked if someone could put a movie on he said, what do you want to watch? He said, I'll watch Chopper. <laughs> so he watched Chopper to calm down and he slowly fell asleep whilst watching Chopper. So that's how minotaurs can relax. Watching Chopper. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, it is a really great clip. And um, if you haven't seen it yet, head on to YouTube to check it out. Um, it accompanies their single, I Can Make You Love Me. Um, so touring, you guys go pretty hard at the at the live music gigs um hundreds and hundreds of shows festivals the works mm-hmm. you're also pretty nuts in the studio how do you compare your studio experiences to your touring and your live experiences do you have a preference for- they're two different beasts yeah. uh i really love both of them but at the same time sometimes they can be ter- both can be terrible it's mm-hmm. when you're in the studio and things aren't working it's the worst it's just the you just get home and you feel terrible and you wake up the next day and it's just awful. Is and it it's because just, it's like it's going to be there forever? Like it's sort of it's, cemented? It's not that. It's just you walk in with an idea in your head and it doesn't pan out the way you wanted it to and it doesn't sound the way you wanted it to. And that, and when that happens, I mean, it, you can't let it get you down for very long because mm-hmm. you can just go on to the next song or try and fix it up. But if it's not working, then you just it just kind of brings you down because you... You wanted it to work so much. And mm. then when you're touring, the the only thing bad about touring is just being away from your friends when they have, you know, big events on or, you know, you, you miss seeing people and you're always away from the things that you want to be doing, not uh, outside of, that you want to be doing outside yeah. of the band. Yeah. That's the hardest part. But that's, even that is, you know, you can still miss out on. Mm. They actually, the hardest part about touring is the waiting, just sitting. sitting you're always around. waiting for someone. Mm. It doesn't matter what you're doing. But, see, in saying that, they're the two most petty things I could possibly say. So I'm, I've got nothing Can't to complain, complain. about. <laughs> yeah. But I do. Do, do, you, um, do you have a standout live or like a gig experience that really resonates? Uh, one of the greatest ones we had was a festival uh, when we did Falls Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did that at night time on New Year's Eve, Eve, I think it was. That was a fantastic festival. But a, a lot of those corner shows have been fantastic, really, really great. Um, there's, it's been so, there's been so many. I, just, yeah. I really do have to... Uh, go through them one Have day. Have there been any disasters? Oh, there's definitely been disasters. <laughs> we're, we're, for every brilliant show, for every, you know, best show ever, there's always the, you know, one that's... Really? Oh, what makes a disaster show? Like a sound? It just, sound uh, yeah, of... if the equipment breaks down. Yeah. We played a show in uh, WA once where every amp blew up. So at the end, first of all, Nick's guitar stopped working. So then we got his spare guitar out. 
then his amp stopped working. So then he had to start playing through Dex amp. So it was just a three piece. And then that amp blew. And so it was just bass and drums. And so we had to stop the show. We couldn't play anymore. And that's just, that is disastrous. You can't like, like sorry, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. But for the crowd, we played a show in Caloundra and it was a guy's 45th birthday. And um, he'd probably done something that he shouldn't have. And he was pretty happy and he was jumping up and down and he broke his hip when he landed oh, and no we had to way. stop the show mid uh, we had to yeah stop the show for 15 20 minutes while an ambulance came in and gave him the green whistle which he passed around to all of his <laughs> friends and then got dragged out so yeah we played it also there was a big festival in adelaide at mm-hmm. the zoo it was their open range zoo, oh, right. kind of like werribee zoo here yeah and it was really poorly organized and they had no um, fences and it just and what you everyone read the paper the next day and they said there was a riot but it, yeah it was just chaos they, they didn't have enough toilets if it was like uh i don't know if I, I can't even it's like altamont is the only way to describe it <laughs> yeah it was and nuts. once once you guys are there i guess you're there there's not much yeah. you can do about it that's it's it you're just stuck yeah and then we, and then our car got bogged on the way out, so yeah. it took us an extra two hours to get out. So, yeah. So, do you have any, um, do you have any festivals lined up other than the Queenscliff Festival um, um, later in in the month? We do have the next week. We're going to Kalgoorlie for we're playing. There's a horse race meet, race meet that happens every year over there, and uh, they have bands that play. It's, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. What's the craziest gig you've ever done? Well, maybe this will be it. Um, <laughs> craziest gig we've ever done. We once played a strip club, which was just, it's just, it, it's, it doesn't work <laughs> to begin with because the entertainment isn't the band. Yeah. And so anyone yeah. coming to watch a band at a strip club, the strippers got very angry at us for performing because we were taking away from their business so it's not really but oh, they, geez, they the just, yeah. so that was the stupidest gig we've ever played and funnily enough um yeah that booking agent doesn't work for us anymore <laughs> um so just just to wrap up you guys are on tour at the moment so uh for our listeners who are keen to head along to one yep. of those gigs uh just head to the britishindia.com.au yep, website or the facebook um there's always updates on the facebooks telling you when we're playing next when we're playing near your town so yep. the week or two weeks before we're always updating you fantastic you know. so for for us melbourneites it's um on the friday the 19th of october yep. at that's the my Corner birthday Hotel. weekend no way yeah Wow. Yeah, should be fun. So you have to go. Yeah, you have to it. go. You and bring lots of balloons and yeah. goodies. And hey, that's a good presents. idea. Maybe I'll deck out the whole corner in balloons. Yeah, yeah. that could be cool. That could be cool. Yeah, why not? Maybe someone else should do it for me. <laughs> well, f- for those of you listening, <clears throat> hint, hint, because <laughs> it will be Will's birthday that weekend, so make sure you're there. Um, we've just had a text come in. Just want to say that I love your show. Cool. Thanks for that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I need to inform you that the citizens of Melbourne are Melbournians. Not Melbourneites. Not Melbourneites. Oh. Well, I'm actually a bit new to Melbourne, so I okay. go by Melbourneite. Well, were you um, 
brainwashed by Dolomites, Dolomites. when you were a child. Yes, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> so what are, what are fans of, of British India called? Are they British Indiaites? Or? Uh, someone once came up with the nickname for us, Bindia, which was terrible. Bindia. So maybe they're Bindanites. <laughs> yeah, That's know. a good yeah. one. <laughs> Uh, Will, it's been fantastic to chat to you tonight um, on the show. Good luck with the tour. Thanks for having me. And, um, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully catch you around again soon. Yes. You're on Kiss My Arts on Joy 94.9 for all you, what is it, Melburnians. Melbourneites. Melbourneites. Not Melbourneites. Melburnians. All right. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we talk about the Fag Hag 2000. Joy 94.9. Oh, good evening, Melbournians. Uh, it's 29 minutes past the hour of nine. You're on Joy 94.9. Thanks so much again uh, to Will from British India for being with us tonight. I'm going to uh, play their single. Uh, this is off their well, hopefully soon-to-be-released fourth album. Uh, there's no release date yet, but stay tuned uh, for, for that. This one is called I Can Make You Love Me, and there's a fantastic music video clip that goes with this on YouTube. Uh, if we can sync it up, get to your YouTube right now, find it. Uh, here is the track. This is called I Can Make You Love Me. You're on Joy. Joy 94.9. You're on the Kiss My Art show with Amy on Joy 94.9. The time is 34 minutes past nine. That was British India, I Can Make You Love Me. That was their their very latest single off their soon-to-be-released fourth studio album. Thanks again so much to Will from British India for joining us in the studio tonight to share all of his experiences about the band and their music. So thanks again to Will. Up next on Kiss My Arts, we are talking about the Fag Hag 2000. Now, what the heck is the Fag Hag? 2000. Well, we are about to find out. The last few weeks have been incredibly busy for Emma LaGruta and Angela Moran. They and their team have been shooting a brand new film called Fag Hag 2000, a dark comedy slash science fiction short film set amongst the bohemia scene of a futuristic Melbourne. In the world of the film, technological advances have resulted in androids so lifelike they can walk amongst the general population, undetected. A robotics corporation has spotted a lucrative market opportunity, androids designed to function as the perfect wingman or wingwoman. With a target market comprised of the socially ambitious and desperately insecure there are three available models, the Fag Hag 2000, the Lesbro 180 and the Straight Mate 1.0. When their friendship starts coming apart at the seams, well, actually, the film is centred around two codependent scenesters, Casey and Toshi, but when their friendship comes apart at the seams, Casey purchases a Fag Hag 2000 to replace his real-life fag hag, Toshi. And what could possibly go wrong? Well, let's ask the writer, director and producer of Fag Hag 2000, Emma and Angela, all about it. Angela and Emma, welcome to the show. Hey, Amy. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> now, the Fag Hag 2000, it's an incredibly evocative and interesting title. Tell us a little bit about where the idea for the Fag Hag 2000 came from. 
Um, you are indeed the writer of this short film. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. What on earth are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of teachers and stuff <laughs> have asked me that. Um, yeah. Basically, it kind of started um, as like a, a, a school project. Um, I'm at the VCA in film and TV, and um, just kind of like, um, you have to kind of like look around and, um, you know look like analyze what's going on I think and like a lot of it came for me from my experience as a fag hag maybe and just kind of like I guess like um social media and stuff like that and how it kind of like you have to um you know kind of change yourself you know you don't have to but like a lot of people do I think to fit into you know a particular crowd and want to get somewhere within that crowd and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and you turn a lot to your best friend and stuff like that to kind of help you out I think and and so this fag hag is is a robot yes is a android yeah. is um is a replacement for 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 the the traditional wing man or wing woman. Yeah. So does does a person go out and purchase the Fag Hag two thousand? Do you get it on eBay or how does <laughs> yeah. it work in the film? Um, well, there's there's an infomercial, you know, late night TV. Yeah. Um, everyone's experienced that. So yeah, he calls a you know one of those hotlines and stuff like that and gets a Fag Hag and a you know set of kitchen knives or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I do believe actually. Um, you just shot the film last week and whilst we're on the topic of this infomercial part of the film, I do believe you had a cameo appearance by quite a well-known yeah, Australian yeah, identity. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Andrew O'Keefe like kind of um, the, the, read the script. The Andrew to, O'Keefe, yeah, like from the, the deal, deal or no deal yeah. guy. Yeah, that guy. That, that guy. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's um, awesome. He yeah. would be great in an infomercial. Uh, he really was. He yeah. killed it. He totally killed it. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah, so he he made a little cameo in your film. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and he was great on set. Like he was worried that like um, he was a little bit too smarmy or something like that at one point. <laughs> but you know that just kind of made him. Did he the have the glittering kind of... gold tooth? And oh, I think we'll put that in post, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's got an orange face, overly tanned. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was fantastic. So, Angela, you're the producer. Yeah, yep. Um, what's what's your role in in the film? So, Emma, Emma's the the writer director, and you you essentially what make it all happen? Is that um, your job? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, Emma and I started working on it quite a while ago. I think nearly six months ago now. So I've sort of been there as Emma's kind of developed the script through Mm -hmm. numerous drafts and yeah I've been involved in I guess sort of finding locations um setting up casting and um I guess yeah the whole sort of logistics um and sort of supporting the creative vision with the the practicalities really Mm -hmm. yeah so the shooting process last week, you guys must be exhausted, oh, P.S. Yeah. We're still recovering, <laughs> I think. <laughs> what goes into making an independent short film? Um, well, we're incredibly lucky because we're at the VCA um, yeah. and uh, the VCA sort of sets up this uh, unique support system really which enables I think nearly 40 pretty serious short films to be made every year that are of a really high quality 
Um, but I mean, to give you an idea, I think our cast and crew credit list is probably approaching 70 at this point in time. Um, wow, that's huge. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a pretty big operation. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, obviously on Joy, we're quite interested in the fag hag <laughs> element yeah. of the film. Um, it's quite a unique film I think in its content Mm. why do you think people might want to go and see the fag hag 2000 yeah Um, (laughs) what's what's so special about the fag hag I mean obviously we want to go and see it because it sounds so cool yeah well I mean I just feel like it's pretty funny like so it's a comedy yeah yeah Yeah. it's a comedy it's it's queer like it's um a sci-fi like i don't know um for me it's like kind of like what's not to love but um (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah i just think like i i guess like the the message or the the moral like end of the story type situation is you know it's it's about friendship at the end of the day and like codependent friendships and you know their ups and downs and that sort of thing and I think everyone kind of likes to see that or likes to laugh at that sort Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. I don't know relationship so yeah I think I think it's got appeal for yeah Mm. a lot of people can't wait to hear a bit more about it we've just (laughs) got to take a little break we'll be right back the time is gosh it hurts my head trying to do those analog clocks backwards it is 18 minutes to to 10 you're on kiss my arts on joy 94.9 stay tuned joy 94.9 you're on joy 94.9 on the kiss my arts show the time is nearly a quarter to the hour of 10 i hope you're having a lovely evening kicking back relaxing and hearing all about the fag hag 2000 a brand new queer film uh, written and produced by two very special ladies who are studying at the VCA. I'd like to hear more from Emma and Angela about their backgrounds and how how one actually ends up making films. <laughs> how did you guys get into filmmaking? What, what's the what's the story behind all of that? Um, well, this is Angela uh, speaking, is me, by Angela. the way. Yeah, um, well, my, my background's actually in law. Um, in so law. In the law, yeah. Um, in the law. In the <laughs> law. just law. <laughs> uh, either way, really. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I sort of had a passion for film um, back from well, when I was a late teenager and it's sort of taken me a while to come, come back mm-hmm. to explore it. But, yeah, basically that's my background. And so I'm at the VCA this year doing my Master's in Producing. Wow, cool. Yeah. So you guys met at the at VCA. The VCA yeah. 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 So Emma, what's your story? Um, I started out in um, Sydney. Uh, basically, kind of did a um, diploma of film at the Sydney Film School, and then like a year at um, the Sydney College of the Arts um, in kind of more experimental film. Like, actually, not even a full year, just like six months and then just thought hey I'll try my luck at like getting into the VCA and stuff like that because it's um yeah like the the facilities and stuff like that there are great so um yeah pretty much since high school I just like went straight for it for film because I yeah just you love just it. knew you Big wanted to do it ad, yeah yeah basically so it, it must be a, a bit bit of a difficult road to to travel to be becoming a, a producer or a director of independent film mm. how does how does that work do you do you guys get 
grants or do you how does how does it all kind of come together um well outside of the vca yeah it's a tough world for sure so i think emma and i are both <laughs> looking to next year <laughs> with some trepidation um yeah probably i don't know slightly easier uh, to go into it as a producer than a director but um yeah no we I, I stay tuned we both don't really know mm-hmm. so do, do you have like a possible campaign or do you have yeah some, yep yeah for this film absolutely we do and we've been doing um really well so we've been getting a lot of support which has been fantastic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um we've also got a facebook page so i don't i don't know if it's should i it's now the yeah, time yes of course we'd, <laughs> fantastic. we'd love for for people to be able to to show their support and if they're interested in the fag hag 2000 obviously um you know uh, if people want to head to your facebook page so yeah yeah well there's some great stuff on there we've got pictures of of the infomercial with andrew o'keefe and jane orsop um we've got some pictures of the prosthetics that we've used to create prosthetics yeah what, yeah what? um our fag hag 2000 android uh had a couple of sets of prosthetics in the film. She had a full body torso prosthetic suit to basically give her the the body of a doll, like a Barbie doll, and wow. which was amazing, amazing. And so um, full on production. Yeah, no, serious. Wow. Um, How can, long is the film? Um, well, it hasn't been Amy? cut yet. Yeah, it hasn't been cut. <laughs> I'm doing that tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, like I'm aiming for about 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it, yeah. it could come under because I. Not really sure at this point, but definitely 15 minutes at max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Credits yeah. might go for like three minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full on. so, wow, that's a pretty big production prosthetics and Andrew yeah. O'Keefe. I mean, just getting Andrew O'Keefe, that's a it full-time was job right there. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And we had another um, arm prosthetic where basically the, you know, sort of surface level of skin was ripped off the Android, exposing the substructure and the mechanics underneath. So that was pretty amazing as well. Yeah. Done by Wicked of Oz Studio who were, yeah, terrific supporters of the film too. Mm. So you can see all that on our Facebook page. Just to have a little plug, it's facebook.com forward slash faghag2000, which is all one word. And yeah, if anyone is interested in checking out our possible campaign, if you just go to possible.com and enter faghag2000, all one word in the search area, um, you'll find our little campaign. We did actually have um, the marketing director of Possible on Kiss My Arts a few weeks ago. It Mm. was really interesting to hear her stories about um, just the success stories of Possible and the things it can make possible. And, you know, as as independent creatives, I'm very passionate Mm. about giving... um, you know, filmmakers, musicians, dancers, whatever creative person you are, giving giving you a chance and uh, a way of getting, you know, getting your story out there. So mm. it is a great a great way of supporting the things that you love. So if you're keen to to jump on board with the Fag Hag 2000, by all means, um, support these guys because what they're doing is um, pretty scary. <laughs> out there on a limb, making <laughs> making films with prosthetics and uh, Andrew O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so so check them out it's um it's really really cool stuff mm. 
Thank you so much oh, thank you. for, for thank coming you. on the show and sharing your experiences of the fag hack. I just love saying that. Yeah. It's, it's such a <laughs> it's good catchy. title. Off the is there going to be a sequel? Is the sequel The Straight Mate 1.0? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or The Lesbro. The I Lesbro. Know. I like that <laughs> one too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you so much, Emma and Angela. Thanks. It's um, It's been great having you. All the best. Thank you. In your, in your campaign and for the film. If anyone is interested in seeing the film of course how how are they gonna do Um, that well we're gonna be entering it into a lot of festivals but before that happens um all of the graduate vca films are shown at acme at the end of the year in december yeah so check out the acme website oh great fantastic so if you're keen head along there head along to their facebook page and to their possible page as well thank you again coming up next week on kiss my arts we've got another big show famed comedy in Innovators Slow Clap will be joining us next week on Kiss My Arts. Goodness knows what that is. They are presenting their show Truth as part of Melbourne Fringe Festival and are an exciting new force taking over the international comedy circuit. Slow Clap have just returned from a breakthrough season at Edinburgh Fringe and their show Truth was nominated for Best Comedy at Adelaide Fringe this year and also sold out at this year's Melbourne International Comedy Festival. They are known for their previous show, The Hermitude of Angus Ecstatic, which won Best Comedy at Melbourne Fringe Festival and Auckland Fringe Festival in 2011. So make sure you tune in next week for some side-splitting laughs in the studio with Slow Clap. Also on Kiss My Arts next week, we have the lovely Amber Nichols joining us. After years of performing and touring internationally in bands, independent singer-songwriter Amber Nichols is stepping out solo. With a new debut release, she is described as having the voice of an angel. Her luminous vocals, combined with her delicate melodies, are both uniquely haunting and soulfully uplifting. With influences ranging from Lamb to Etta James, her emotive tone and genuine love for creating beautiful music has shown Amber is on the rise as one of Australia's great new talents. Let's have a sneak peek at some of the music off her debut. This is a gorgeous little song called Thief. Let's check it out. You're on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. You're on the Kiss My Art show with Amy on Joy 94.9. That was a fantastic, gorgeous little piece by Amber Nichols, and that one was called Thief. That is off her debut release, and we have Amber joining us on Kiss My Arts next week to talk about her music and uh, her new debut release. So that was a little sneak peek of what's coming up next week. And we also have Slow Clap, the fantastically funny duo, a comedy duo that uh, will have our sides splitting, no doubt. Thanks again to Emma and Angela, who are the writer, directors and producers of the fantastic film, short film, Fag Hag 2000. I can't wait to see it. Emma's off to have an all-nighter tonight editing the final take. So 
if you're keen to check that one out, uh, it will be filmed, well, it will be uh, available for viewing at uh, ACME later in the year as part of the VCA screening of short films. And also their possible campaign is still going if you feel that you would like to contribute to the Fag Hag 2000. I think if you search for Fag Hag 2000 on the possible site, you'll find it. And also the Fag Hag 2000 has a Facebook page. Thanks also to Will from British India for joining us earlier on the show to talk about their new single, their tour, and also giving us a little sneak peek into their fourth studio album, which does not have a release date yet, but we'll hopefully hear about soon. Don't forget, if you want to check out British India when they're uh, in Melbourne on their tour, they will be at the Corner Hotel in Richmond on Friday the 19th of October. And remember, that is the birthday weekend of Will, who was here on Kiss My Arts earlier. So bring some balloons, bring a cake, bring something, make him feel incredibly special. Don't forget we also have a Facebook page of our own here on uh, on the Kiss My Art show. You can head to joy.org.au forward slash kissmyarts and you can follow the links to like us on Facebook and Twitter and all of that jazz because we do love our Kiss My Arts listeners uh, and uh, hopefully you love us and can get involved by jumping on to Facebook and all that. So so once again, thanks for joining us tonight on Kiss My Arts. I'm going to leave you with another British India song. This one is off their album Thieves. Um, it's called I Said I'm Sorry, but first we have got this. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.